Welcome to MRL Speaks, the premier podcast covering the contract design industries. Brought to you by My Resource Library. Hi, it's Jeff Carlson with My Resource Library. Today I'm joined by Ryan Minky of OFS. Ryan is the, let's see, he just told me the Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing. How you doing, Ryan? Doing great, Jeff. How are you? Fantastic, fantastic. I, I will tell you, the reason that I really wanted to meet with you is, and you and I have discussed this in the past, but uh, the reason I wanted to meet with you is I would love to share your story of how you got engaged with a bunch of frogmen. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah uh, long story uh, or short, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. A few years ago, uh, we were looking for a uh, motivational speaker uh, for our first ever national sales meeting. And uh, one of my best friends had just heard uh, this guy speak. And I said, hey, if you ever need a speaker, this is, this is the guy. He'll make you, you'll be crying at the beginning of the speech and you'll want to sprint to the top of Kilimanjaro by the end. And uh, sure enough, he didn't disappoint. We brought him in, um, had everybody super uh, charged and, uh, we just became buddies from there on. And uh, so from there, just we've, we've worked with uh, team guys now uh, ever since. Uh, we work with uh, him as well as uh, another company called Victory Strategies, which is a, uh, they're all ex-Navy uh, SEALs and the other half of the business uh, leadership is all former um, executives from Fortune 500 companies. So they got a really nice mix, but yeah, we work with them a lot. Um, uh, it's just an unbelievable community. There's no ego. and but a lot of confidence. Well, it's, it's amazing because you've shared the story with me before as well on, you know, how you met him and I've looked him up since then. And to, to really think of him, you know, doing a speaking for my team as well, he's very powerful. Um, but then he convinced you to do the GI go, uh, swim and workout and Tell us a little bit about what you're about to embark on this weekend, right? It's this weekend. Yeah, yeah. So tomorrow, uh, head out of town. But uh, uh, yeah, we're going to, um, on Saturday, um, there will be 61 of us, or I think 62 now. Um, and about half of them are Navy SEALs. Uh, last year, it was 34 Na or 33 Navy SEALs and me. Um, <laughs> I was fortunate enough to be the civilian in it. But uh, uh, luckily, we've almost doubled the, the participation this year. But uh, we will, it's the, last year was the first ever uh, legal uh, and sanctioned swim across the Hudson River. So we swam from uh, Liberty Park in New Jersey to the Statue of Liberty, from there to Ellis Island and there to Battery Park, and then did a flag run of the 9-11 Memorial. And, um, along the way, we had to do a, about 100 push-up or 100 pull-ups and about 500 push-ups um, in, in total. But the whole idea is to raise money and awareness uh, for the homeless veteran population. Uh, most people don't know that uh, every day, 22 veterans commit suicide. And uh, the mission of GI Go Fund is obviously to prevent that and then help veterans transition from, you know, uh, as freedom fighters to civilians. Uh, a lot of them struggle with that transition. And so the whole uh, impetus behind the organization um, is to is to help. And, and I think in New York alone, there's over 650 um, homeless veterans on the street. So wow. last, year a, last year was a lightning rod, uh, I th you know, for the city, because number one, it's the first time it's ever been done. Uh, number two was that uh, the mayor then got behind it uh, during the Veterans Day uh, parade this year. Uh, actually announced that the city was taking a very active stance and was going to eradicate veteran homelessness in the city of New York. So nice. Um, 
yeah, it's it's a it's been an awesome uh, awesome endeavor, and it, I've created so many friends out of it from last year. And I'm looking forward to seeing them this weekend. Now, training for something like that, like, I, and you know, I, I know you're in Southern Indiana, where there's not a whole lot of uh, like oceans and rivers to go swimming massive uh, miles in. So, how do you train for something like this? Uh, you swim a lot of laps in uh, in small <laughs> ponds. <laughs> so, uh, uh, we have a pond out behind our house, so I just jump in and swim. Uh, and so, you know, it, it takes about a half an hour to swim a mile, so you'd be out there for two, three hours, uh, you know, the real long days. Uh, I work out with a, uh, a local um, uh, triathlon team uh, and, and do some pool work to, you know, to, to work on speed and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, when I started this last year and committed to it, I couldn't do three pull-ups. Uh, and, you know, we got to do at least 100 in a day. Uh, so, you know, just a lot of time and effort. and have a great support group. Uh, we have a, a kind of a club at work that uh, we push each other every day to stay in shape. And uh, that's really helped stay focused and, and on track. Yeah, because it's, I mean, the weather is not, you know, it's its not sunny and, and warm every day where you live. So I would imagine swimming can be problematic when you have to move indoors during the wintertime because that those ponds freeze down there, right? During the wintertime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. luckily, you know, we'll, we'll kick it off in like March. So you're putting a wetsuit on and swimming in, you know, 40 something degree water for, you know, just a few weeks and it starts warming up. But uh, I think that's part of the challenge. I think that's, you know, I love to push myself, you know, this year. Uh, I did the 75 hard challenge, which was, uh, really tough. You have to work out twice a day. You had, you, uh, you have to drink so much water. You have to read so many pages of nonfiction, no alcohol. Um, it was a, it was a, it was a real grind. Um, uh, but you know, I just, I like to know what my boundaries are and continue to push those. And I think that helps, you know, set a, a, a certain kind of mindset. And, and we were talking a little bit before we started recording that, uh, you went for a run with uh, Nick, who's your director of marketing, I believe is his title, but uh, Nick Blessinger, and you were like, yeah, he ran 31 miles. And I'm like, just like, you know, in a month. <laughs> and you were like, no, him and I went, you did 26 of those miles. And I'm like, wow, like, that's committed to, I mean, to, to yeah, being yeah. in shape. Anybody knows Nick, he, uh, he doesn't have a runner's bill, but the, he just, I mean, he can run and run and he's uh He's actually doing a 50 miler uh, this winter uh, in November. So he's kind of training up for it. Yeah. I just said, Hey, I'll come down and run, run a couple laps with you. And the next thing you know, we're out there for, you know, four or five hours running together. So it was, uh, wow. it, it's pretty amazing, but that's part of that group. That group's constantly pushing each other to, to, to do big things. And then that, yeah. you don't want to go do something. Yeah. You know, I, I, and I do know several of the people that are in that group with you. Um, and, uh, they love it. They, they speak very highly of it and we're trying to implement that even here at my resource library. But like I shared with you, nobody wants to quit pay money when they don't work out. So I've got to get them more engaged to, yeah. to do that. Yeah. So you know, that's actually, it's interesting. So for this year's seal swim, um, what we did is we threw out a, a 34 hour vets challenge. And what it was is you had to work out 30 minutes a day, uh, for 30 days. Um, and it's kind of like a reverse gym membership, um, kind of like our group work, uh, you pay $30 to join in, but you don't pay unless you don't work out. So if you don't work out, then you owe $5 for every day you don't work out. Okay. Uh, it's been a really fun way to raise money and get people in shape and get active and, and contribute to a great cause. So 
um, we're, we're going to do more of that because we think it's a great way to fund, uh, you know, different philanthropic initiatives and, and get people healthy. So, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll see more of that from us in these kind of reverse gym membership type fundraising events. And uh, OFS, correct me if I'm wrong, you guys have a gym at the factory, right? They're at the corporate headquarters? Yeah, yeah, we have a, a, a gym, uh, the entire lower level of the, the building is a gymnasium with uh, indoor lap pool, and uh, we have a full-time fitness instructor, uh, instructor dietitian. Um, in fact, we should be getting our well certification any week now, uh, so nice. we're excited to, to be able to announce that. But yeah, we're, you know, Dad had the foresight in 2004 four to uh make a gym make the gym a key element of the of the of the facility so very active group here um which mm -hmm. you know we all take a lot of pride in because i you know, think you know a healthy workforce is you know an effective one so um, mm -hmm. yeah it's 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 very important my last visit there just so you know i'm the one that ate all of your chocolate nobody was eating it i just felt like it needed to be eaten so um <laughs> So, so this weekend, you leave tomorrow to go to New York. You're going to do the swim on Saturday. And by the way, we are going to post on uh, social media to try and get you some more donations and, and because you can donate to this very worthy cause. But didn't they have a nickname for you last year when you were the only non-Navy SEAL swimmer? Yeah, it's called shark bait. Uh <laughs> We figured I'd definitely be the slowest of the group, so I was, I was kind of, you know, shark bait sounded better than chum, but I think ultimately <laughs> we were kind of the same thing. But uh, yeah, so that's our that's our team name. Um, you know, it's uh, uh, our goal is to raise ten thousand. Um, you know, we know this year is a tough year to donate. Last year we were blessed to raise over seventy five thousand dollars, just our team alone. Wow. Um, but just to put it in context, it takes $10,000 to transition just one veteran off the street to get them yep. the care they need, to get them, the, uh, you know, the housing and then the transition services. So um, we'd love to blow that goal out of the water. Last year, we set it at 10, then we moved it to 20, then we moved it to 30, then we moved it to 50, and we just kept going. So yep. I'm hoping I can readjust that, that target uh, before Saturday um, and, uh, and raise even more money. Good. Well, we'll get that. We'll get that out there and do the best we can to help support that. And as I told you, I usually have donated to it last year. I haven't done it, but because of this podcast and video stream, I thought, okay, I've got it up on my other screen. I'm going to take care of it right after right after our call. So we, we appreciate it so much. And I know, yeah. I know the, the, you know, the whole reason this thing got started was uh, uh, the Thanos brothers uh, who founded GI Go. Their best friend from school got uh, like killed in action and so they started this this fund to help other veterans and it's um but this this swims our keynote or keystone event yeah this is it's definitely worthwhile it's a it's definitely a worthwhile event i'm not so sure i would ever even just swim in the hudson river but um you know better for you and i do understand there's a current right that you swim against in the first leg and then the rest of it is with the current is that correct yeah, yeah so they try to time it as best as possible but it, you know when you got the ocean and two kind of rivers coming together there it gets it can get a little a little violent so yeah the first leg uh six out of 34 guys including uh uh, Pete Hegseth, who's uh, the anchor from Fox and Friends that uh, provides all the you know, news coverage for us, uh, they got towed by jet skis. So uh, it, was, it was ripping pretty good on that first leg. Second leg is pretty easy, and the third leg's a, a little bit of head current, and then you kind of can ride it into, the, uh, into Battery Park there in Manhattan where we get out. Yeah, one of your team members was sharing with me the times that you were doing each length, and he, he said basically it was, I think it was the last one, was kind of like, 
well, clearly there was a current pushing because they, they there's no way they were swimming that fast. So, but uh, congratulations to you. Yeah, thanks, thanks. It's um, it. I mean, you you can't describe the views and being in that moment with with those folks in that water and being able to look up at the Statue of Liberty as you're swimming by and and just being able to take it all in. The city supports it so well. I mean, the New Jersey State Police, the Port Authority, Coast Guard, FDNY, NYPD. They're all out there supporting it. The uh, you know, nice. department brought out their big boats, and so they were shooting these jets of water. We went through at the end. It was it was pretty surreal. So that's um, cool. Looking forward to get back to it. Well, and I love the fact that you post pictures about it uh, on your LinkedIn face. So anybody that's listening to this, please follow Ryan on LinkedIn. He does post a lot of information about this too. It's it's fantastic. So. Um, I'd be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit of OFS shop uh, during this as well. Um, but basically, you know, when we were chatting a little bit about this earlier, but, and you just kind of mentioned it, this day and time, there's just a lot of stuff going on. And so basically, the, you know, leadership and in certain times and circumstances fits pretty much what we're dealing with right now. So the question I would have is, Tell, tell us a little bit about the importance of communication that you guys are doing. You know, I, it's absolutely the most important thing in all of this is communication. You know, we sat down as a team. I'll never forget the day. It was right as kind of the pandemic was, you know, uh, uh, coming out and, and things were starting to lock down. And, and we actually had a tour here and the tour was, all you know 30 and under designers and uh in our in our team and i literally could see the fear in their eyes of kind of this unknown and it really hit like just a ton like hit me like a ton of bricks and and i you know as i process it you know one of the things you realize is you know if you're under 30 you really haven't had a bad work day in your entire career really i mean you have had a great economy all along yep. you've had days but you haven't had you know recessions or you know bad economic you know headwinds and, and god knows we've never, none of us have ever gone through a pandemic um so we sat down quickly and said hey we've got to get a great communication strategy going um and just talk talk to our people because um they're going to fill the voids you know you know on their own and so we came up with this idea around uh calm uh context and confidence and so we really wanted to give everyone a sense of calm you know that we have a veteran leadership team that's been around quite a while, experienced a lot of things, never a pandemic, but, um, you know, we wanted to provide context to the information they were hearing because God knows the information was changing by the second. And so we wanted yep. to provide some context to the good and the bad information that was sort of swirling out there and then confidence that, Hey, we're going to get through this and be fine. And so I was listening to a great podcast actually this morning. Um, there's a guy named Andy Stanley that um, his name keeps coming up from, Washington State to, to Georgia, and I think he's out of uh, Buckhead in Atlanta. Um, he's actually a preacher, but he does a great leadership podcast. He was talking about, you know, the thing we all want is certainty, but if we can't have certainty, the next best thing is clarity. And I think mm -hmm. I thought such a strong and powerful statement. And, you know, it's it, to, to acknowledge that we're not certain about what things look like in the future. I mean, none of us can predict it but we can be clear about our actions and intentions today yep. uh, to drive an outcome we want to see in the future. I, I, I thought it was a really powerful statement. So I, you know, we've been out there daily, weekly, monthly with different formats of either written verbal, or, you know, we do a ton of zoom calls. We call them fireside chats with our team nationwide just to 
kind of get a, you know, a state of the state and then, at, you know, open it up for any and all questions that we can address. And, and yeah. yeah, so I think communication is absolutely critical. Well, and I think that's, you touched upon something that I'm really passionate about, to be honest with you, and that is clarity. And right now I have never experienced a world that is so muddy from, you know, the beliefs of the entire nation are just kind of crazy. So any clarity, I would think anybody would just gravitate to and, and really appreciate. And it is something we lead our business on, which we used to call the 100% transparency. Like everybody on my company knows every single aspect of our company. Um, but the clarity part is really powerful now. And if, if you're clear with everybody and they, it, it just is so much more powerful because people want that in their life right now. Yeah, so absolutely. And you gotta yeah. be vulnerable enough to say, Hey, I don't know what the future holds, but what I, you know, what I do know or I have confidence in is I've, is in you as individuals yep. as you know, we get, we just got to put in the work and, and yep. lean on each other. I, I love the concept of the difference between independence and interdependence. Uh, yep. Independently, we may be good at what we do. Uh, some may even be great, but together yep. we're even better at our craft. Right. Uh, yep. So leaning on each other, having those support networks, we're all going to have a bad day. Right. Yep. I mean, it's just natural. So to have that yep. group lift you up or to, or to, to just lean on when you need them. I think that's super important. So, and that's all part of communication. You know, I, yep. I've always heard that the simplest definition for culture is that's nothing more than the conversations we have with one another. Yep. And I think that goes hand in glove with what you're saying about communication, especially in, in very uncertain times. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fascinating. And, and by the way, I do follow a lot of your guys reps in the, the different markets that you have. Um, I'm seeing them on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and um, I will tell you, uh, they are being very clever in some of the new endeavors that they're trying. And it, it's, it should be really rewarded because they're, they're really thinking outside of the box um, to keep engagement going. And I, and I really respect that a lot. So that speaks very highly of your culture versus sitting back and not doing anything. So I appreciate that. I mean, we, in, in times like this, there's a lot of opportunity, you know, and if you just embrace it um, and, and, and know you're, you, it is what it is. So what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do differently? What are we going to try? And I, I, I gotta tell you, I'm so proud of our teams and, and their resilience and their mindset and their vulnerability yep. to just get out there and, I love these, you know, little video series that individual reps are doing out there. I mean, it, yep. it's, it just shows, you know, we long for connection as human beings and we're a relationship business and, yep. and if we can't connect in person. Um, then we, we're finding ways to connect and, yep. and, and those conversations as, as good as it can be through a video. It's, uh, yep. um, I'd rather be in person. Um, yep. but you know, this is provided a nice medium. Well, like I said, I put on a nice shirt for you, but you called me out and said, but you're wearing gym shorts and you're right. So <laughs> hey, I would be too if I went in the office. <laughs> I was just going to say, but I know you're in the office because I see somebody behind you on their computer screen. So I, I know you're, that's not a virtual background for you. So, um, but that's, that's fantastic. Um, the perspective and keeping kind of sharp mentally and this, this is a really interesting thing for me with OFS. And now I've been around OFS. OFS was, uh, you guys did join my resource library within the first year of our existence and you guys have been with us and we've done some co-marketing things together. Um, like at last year's uh, CET event, we did the Top Golf uh, program. Um, but 
you had a chance meeting and, and Nick kind of gave me some talking points. So that's where I came up with this, but you had a chance meeting of Dr. Drew. What do you want to share about that? I think that's fascinating. And first off, how do you have a chance meeting with Dr. Drew? Well, th so not the Dr. Drew from MTV, okay. uh, different Dr. Drew. Uh, so, uh, um, it was a late night delayed red eye flight from uh, uh, LaGuardia back to Louisville, Kentucky, and we both got upgraded and and uh, and sat next to each other. And next thing I know, we're having this amazing conversation. And here I'm talking to uh, a fellow Hoosier, but he practices uh, psychiatry in uh, New York City. Uh, commuted every week, Tuesday through Thursday. Um, but he's a pioneer in nutritional psychology. And you know how important what we eat is for our body and 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 our brain. And we've just stayed buddies ever since. And um, you know, as much as I've leaned on the SEAL community for for mindset, um, you know, in, uh, around grit and resilience, you know, he's been an unbelievable resource. We've had him on our uh, nationwide Zoom calls with our reps. Um, just a f fantastic guy. Um, I mean, just down to earth, humble. Um, in fact, after the swim, when I get back, we're supposed to uh, go paddleboard the Blue River together. Nice. Uh, and um, yeah, he's just, he's an amazing guy. And he's, he really helped us kind of all process the, the emotions we were going through, the feelings we were going through as, as we progressed through, um, you know, these stay at home orders and kind of this isolation we were feeling. And it's just, it's just been amazing. And so, um, yeah, we're hoping to do more. Uh, actually we are, we, we did a podcast with him. Uh, we're getting ready to do another a story on him. Um, actually I think this week, um, uh, some of those conversations are happening, but, uh, and that's in your guys' publication, right? You guys do send out a publication as well. OFS does. Yes. Yeah, so we just launched imagine a place, our third edition, uh, yep. last week, uh, some amazing stories of just great humans in there. And, and um, and then he'll be in season four or uh, uh, issue four for sure. But uh, okay. um, yeah, yeah, he's a. I highly recommend him. Everybody go out. Dr. Drew Ramsey. Uh, he's got some phenomenal books. My favorite being Eat Complete. Um, and uh, it, it's he's just a wealth of information. And, and again, just a, a a great person. It's fun now. You kind of you know. It, you just usually when you're traveling, you're head down, you're in your computer, you're in your mindset. But every once in a while, when you do take the time to look up, you meet very interesting people. Um, and I've fallen prey to that too with all the travel. I just usually slap on the AirPods or whatever else and watch a movie, or I, that's my downtime. Um, but you miss out on opportunity of talking with people that are around you, and you can find nuggets everywhere. So and I think that's the beauty of, you know, get being able to travel. It's just the new people you meet, the new experiences you have, you know, it just makes you a more well-rounded well person. I think it, it helps with your perspectives. You know, we all have biases and filters, but the more we can get out and experience, uh, I think, you know, the more of those, the more contextual they be, you know, become and the better people we are. Well, just so you know, I, my next call is to Nick to make myself available for all of these internal meetings that you're having that I could benefit so greatly from. So um, because nutrition and my, you know, I, I think I just ate three pieces of chocolate before this webinar and it's only 930 in the morning my time. So um, as, Drew would say as long as it was 88% uh, cacao, you're fine. So yeah, this was milk chocolate. This was yeah, the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> So, 
But um, basically, it, you know, I just kind of want to wrap up a little bit here too. It, uh, I want to circle back to our industry. I am very, very proud of this industry. Um, in an article in our Delve magazine, uh, I wrote a, a letter from the editor and said that I was a third generation uh, furniture geek. Um, I learned after that, my family's not very open about like the entire family. So, but I learned after that, that I needed to do a revision. I'm not third generation, I'm actually a fourth generation. Um, my great grandfather worked for Art Metal in, um, uh, where is that? Uh, uh, Jamestown, New York, um, which at that time, I guess was the metal desk, like the steel case of the world. Um, my grandfather started a rep group. My dad's a rep. My brother's a rep. So this industry means a lot to me, and I want to stay interconnected with this industry. But I want to kind of circle back a little bit about, like, what, what are you guys thinking as the kind of the, the next wave, the next future of our industry? Because it's taking some shots right now, and it's, it's down uh, because everybody's working from home, and nobody knows what's going on. So how are you keeping your team balanced in that? the COVID kind of mentality? Uh, yeah, great question. Um, you know, I think the only constant is change, right? So um, yeah. we're definitely, I, you know, we saw, you know, we were really kind of focused on the, the, the fourth great transformation of, you know, that's, that's being accelerated by technology, artificial intelligence, remote intelligence, those things. And I think this has done nothing but accelerate that um you know, you know choice-based environments we've been talking a lot about work from home we were talking earlier before we started recording and yeah you know, i think that there's i guess it's human nature you always want to go you know from one side of the pendulum to the other and and you know it's what we talk about all the time is don't react respond and you know responses i think you you, you study the field a little more you you're you're thinking a little more long term but I think we're, we will see a, a more choice-based uh, working world from here on. It's going to be where can I get my work done the best in, as an individual and or as a team. Um, so I do think it's going to change. I think landscape's going to change. I think anybody that holds on to, uh, you know, yesterday is holding on to institutions that can become anchors pretty quickly. Um, yeah. I think we all have to figure this thing out together and we have to continue to push um, our own boundaries, our own uh, comfort zones. Um, like our reps are doing now, you know, finding new ways to connect. Um, one thing we're committed to is we're not slowing down on product. We're actually accelerating our product launches. We're accelerating our investments in, uh, you know, tools like CDT and other technologies that make people more efficient. Um, and, you know, I, so I, I, and it, the, the other side of that coin is though, you just got to do the fundamentals, right? I think who's going to come out of this all, I don't think it's on top, but it may be in better shape than others or those that are out there putting the work every day. Those that yep. are willing to put in the fundamentals every single day and they're not fun. Nobody wants to really, you know, make a hundred cold calls a day and, uh, <laughs> Hey, it works. I mean, I was going to do a shit. That's how I cut my teeth and my best deals I ever had were, you know, in, in call 92 and call 97. So, yep. you know, you, I, I think, I think we're going to have to reinvent ourselves as an industry, you know, find out yep. what's, what, what's really relevant to our customer, not what we would like it to be, but what it, what's really relevant to them and what they see value in. And so I think there's going to be a lot of reinvention. I mean, I think our industry is going to go through a lot of change. I think there's going to be um, a lot of mergers and acquisitions uh, at the manufacturer and the dealer level. I, I, yeah. I know, it's starting to happen, but I think this will accelerate yeah. some of that as well. 
Yeah, I agree. I, it, it, you know, it's kind of funny. Well, you know, I, I referenced the Solomon Coyle before in our conversation. Um, one of the things that uh, he said when, when what Paul Holland said to me when this whole thing kind of started, the whole COVID kind of disaster started to happen, he said, moving forward, it won't be what your customers need. It'll be what their customers need. And he said, our industry kind of follows all of these big industries. We're just behind it a little bit. But if you really look back, you know, you can reference the changes that have been happening. You know, Blockbuster used to be the biggest thing for rentals. Now Netflix is the biggest thing. Um, you know, taxis were the only way of getting around. Then Uber comes out. And so this transition of changing the business model has been a, it's been needed for our industry. It's, it, you know, and I think it's been coming at us. It just took a pandemic to kind of force it, uh, but it's been coming at us for sure. So. To your point, I mean, think about, I mean, most people don't go back and study our industry or even, uh, you know, uh, the office space in general, but I mean, the seventies were transformational for our industry. I mean, if you look yep. at who the players were and then who came out of that and who the players are today, it was transformational. I'm not so yep. sure the twenties for us aren't a decade similar to the seventies where, you know, those that embrace change and, and are willing to disrupt themselves, uh, you know, yep. maybe, you know, I think, I think the deck has the opportunity to change and I think it's going to happen again. I think at, at the distribution level and the, uh, and at the manufacturing yep. level. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with you 100%. Well, thank you. I want to thank you for your time, but I also want to, I always like to give all of my guests an opportunity to do any self-promotion of OFS that you would like, even if it's talking about your sister, which we talked about earlier and how amazing she's been doing. And by the way, she did a post on LinkedIn that had a barn in the back of it. She was sitting out in a field with her daughter, I believe it was, reading a book, but there was a barn. Is that the barn where you're going to store the Bronco? Because I think I can pin that picture. <laughs> uh, actually, yes. If that's if that's what your plans are, that is the barn. <laughs> uh, you know, I just, uh, you know, from OFS, we just want everybody to be safe. You know, we got to get people back to work. Um, yep. you know, but take care of your, take care of yourselves. I mean, uh, you know, we'll get through this, right? So, you know, I, you know, take care of the whole self. I think that's such an important thing. It's, uh, you know, you know, we get, we all have to, you know, put, you know, food on the plate and roof overhead and clothes on our family's backs, but, you know, take care of yourselves. Um, you know, make sure you're eating well, uh, get a little exercise and it's amazing what it does for you. Um, you know, and, uh, I think, I think well-being is the way forward. I really, truly believe that we put, you know, human-centered design thinking at the forefront of everything we do. Uh, if we always put people first, I, I, I don't know how you can go wrong in that. So um, I, just, I, I want everybody to be safe. I want everybody to, um, we need to get back to work. So I'm hopeful that there will be therapeutics um, in the very near future and a vaccine uh, in, yep. the, in the midterm uh, future. But um, yeah, we just, um, we appreciate everybody and, and, uh, and just, and hope we can all get through this as, as soon as quick as, as humanly possible. Well, I will say this, and I've known you now for about eight years and, and I've met your dad as well. Uh, Hank, you guys as an entire family have built an organization that you should be extremely proud of. Um, I actually learned a lot in just talking with you today about the whole fitness. I knew you were into it and I knew you would involve some of your people, but the way that you're going about looking at, you know, 
basically what you eat, how you work out, how you actually stay mentally sharp is all directing OFS. And I think that is very, very powerful, Ryan. And I, I, I just wanted to say congratulations on that for sure. I appreciate that. Thank you. We're doing our best. Yeah, and you're doing it well. So, well, thank you again for all of your time. I'm going to sign off. Uh, Don't go anywhere, and we'll uh, just stop the recording. But thank you again for your time, Ryan. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to MRL Speaks. If you aren't already using my resource library for all your specifying needs, be sure to get your free account at myresourcelibrary.com today.